Hey strangers, I am really excited to be doing a podcast. I have a video coming up in a couple days that I'm going to be sharing with you. Right now it is almost the end of April and I just really wanted to talk to you guys. First and foremost, I wanted to give you an update on life after reading 168 hours. So in the podcast last week, I was talking about how I was reading it. It's um, it's basically a book on productivity and the idea is that there are 168 hours in a week. So if you record everything that you do for like a week or two, you can see how you're actually spending your time and then you can modify your life to sort of fit in with the things that you want to do like people that always say like oh I wish I had an extra hour a week and then I would you know learn piano or whatever Uh, the book is basically saying you have that time you just need to pay attention so it was an interesting read and I sort of did the time tracking Uh, the first thing that I noticed when I tried to do the time tracking was just that I was switching tasks too often I downloaded an app so that I could fill it out as I was changing tasks and I had it just delete the task if I was doing it for less than five minutes and I realized immediately that this was a huge productivity suck. <laughs> just just uh, changing tasks meant that I wasn't getting in a work zone a lot of the time and so that was really interesting. But the second thing that I noticed was just that I started feeling bad about like taking personal time. There was a, a huge emphasis in the book on spending time with family and the point was sort of to include more personal time, to include more of the things that you love and less of the things that you don't and just sort of make you aware of your schedule. But I know from TED Talks about being bored, oh I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll link to that. There's a really great TED Talk about how important it is to be bored for creativity. That this time was important and I just felt like seeing those hours fill up sort of bummed me out and so I ended up not loving it as much. Also the author was kind of braggy like I know that she's just sort of talking about her life experiences but she somehow managed to bring up the fact that after she gave birth to two children she walked home from the hospital both times so cool I mean good on you but I I don't know if I if I needed to read about that for a productivity book and the other thing that I sort of wanted to address was that I felt like a lot of what people might get out of this is just the Hawthorne effect, which is basically the idea that anytime anybody changes any aspect of their behavior, they're most likely to be more productive because they're being observed or more likely to just act differently because they feel like they're being observed. So the mere fact that you are documenting yourself and observing yourself in a different way is probably the thing that's making you feel more productive, which could be a novel thing that could wear off unless you make really permanent changes to commit to doing you know consistent manual time tracking and not just automated time tracking anyway I ended up sort of letting it go I feel like this month for me has been a lot about taking care of myself both physically and mentally and one thing that I do that I'm not super proud of is I have a lot of merit-based ideas about self-worth like I feel good about myself when I'm productive when I'm achieving goals when I'm doing things and I feel like that's not the healthiest aspect of my personality. So I really liked 168 hours because it pushed all of my like buttons like this is how you do more stuff. And I was like, yeah, I am into this. And then I was like, no, this is a problem <laughs> because that is something that I, I legitimately like if I could fill my 168 hours with just being productive, I totally, I totally would. So I really, I liked that I had the mindfulness to sort of take a step back and say, no, maybe this book isn't for you. Maybe you shouldn't do time tracking. Maybe you should just stick to your work hours and get as much as you can done in that time and not not be too hard on yourself. Um, So that was sort of my takeaway from the book. But yeah, that's been most of my month is just trying to be really mindful and make sure that I am taking care of myself, taking time to exercise. It's 
starting to be springtime and so I've been starting to walk this trail with my dog like basically almost every day it's been really nice it started out with no leaves on the trees at all and these really pretty yellow flowers that start to pop up on the forest floor around all of this like grass and like it's not clover but I don't know my plants so there's these really pretty yellow flowers and then all the trees started budding like a couple days later and then eventually the yellow flowers went away and all of the brush just like a tangle of natty rose weeds started filling out and became like really green and beautiful and that's been really nice so even when I haven't been going to the gym I've been able to take my dog and go out into nature I've been doing a lot of like walking meditations I did one the other day that was uh (laughs) I was doing a walking meditation and kept telling me to like talk to my child and I was like okay I missed something at the beginning of the meditation like inner child and so we were doing it and they were like and then you know remind your child of why you're here and what nature is about I was like okay interesting it's like and then put your hand on your belly and feel feel your stomach growing and I was like oh like no <laughs> like I was listening to a pregnancy meditation which it was fine it was still a very beautiful walk and I'm I got to talk to my inner child which was cool I just didn't know it was supposed to be like a baby <laughs> And also, I started seeing a new therapist, which is really nice. I I'm, I know that you know from previous videos that I struggle with, with anxiety and depression, and it's really important for me to stay vigilant, because otherwise, I don't do very well. And I started seeing the signs in like early March that I wasn't feeling 100%, so I just started seeing a new therapist, and um, like the first thing that I did, we had our first meeting, and then I came in at our second appointment, I had like a list of things and I was like, hey, I want to make an agenda. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. Like she was really nice and very supportive. But I also, because I just, you know, had to mindfully step away from time tracking in 168 hours, I sort of had to acknowledge in the meeting that I was having with her that I was like being a little controlling of my, my mental health timeline, <laughs> which is just, that's where I'm at. But it was nice. We, we started talking about setting up boundaries and I thought that that was really helpful because I am incredibly self-sacrificial when it comes to setting up boundaries. It was something that I definitely had to force on myself when I was starting my business and I think it's something that I just wanted to mention real fast. One thing that I really like about using Spark, which is my email client. And I think that Boomerang probably does this. A lot of email clients probably do this, is the ability to send emails at a later time. So if I get an email from a client at 7 p.m. and I'm on my computer, because that is a thing that I do sometimes, I might feel obligated to respond in that moment, or I might feel you know, the urge to respond, but I don't want to set expectations that I will be responding after business hours at like 8 p.m or 2 a.m. I don't respond to emails at 2 a.m., but there is a send later feature, which I really appreciate because I think boundaries are really important. Another thing that I really had to do early in my business is make sure that anytime a client texts me, I respond with an email. So I'm really trying to separate my personal phone from my emails. I feel, first of all, I just feel more organized if I can keep everything in emails, but also I just think it's crossing personal boundaries for us to communicate excessively over text messaging. Everybody's different 
different. Some people are fine with that. I think that's cool, but it was really important for me because otherwise I felt like I was always on. I don't have email notifications on on my phone. The only notifications that I really get are if somebody calls, messages me, and also uh, I get notifications when it starts raining. <laughs> so I really try to keep my, my notifications at a minimum. And so one way that I've been able to do that is just making sure that anytime anybody reaches out in a way that I feel is outside of what my what my comfort zone is, that I'm getting it back to a place where I'm sort of like in charge and able to respond within business hours at specific times and in ways that I feel comfortable. Other than that, it is, you know, the end of April. So I'm already several weddings in, but I've been assigning personal goals for things that I want to bring into weddings and shoots. And I'm really excited that at my last wedding, I got to do a night portrait at the wedding before that I get to do a night portrait. And I think that's going to be something that I'm going to try to continue to sort of push. It's not something that I've always done, but I always have the opportunity at weddings to go out during blue hour and just do an exterior sort of venue shot. And if I go out and see something that I really like, I'm going to try to be a little braver about going up to clients and saying like, hey, do you guys want to step outside for a quick photo? If I already have something in mind, and I know it's going to be less than five minutes of their evening, then I'm going to get a little bit braver about asking people to do that. I, I try so hard to be such a small part of what a wedding day is. I know that portraits are really important. We set aside time for that. But other than that, I just want to be a fly on the wall. But nighttime portraits are something that I think people really love. And I feel like clients have sort of like a, a different look to them at that point in the night. They aren't just worried about looking good. They're not just worried about, you know, the timeline. They've gotten everything done. They've already gotten some food in them. And I feel like they legitimately just look a little bit happier during blue hour night portraits. So it's something that I'm definitely going to work in. And I wanted to know if you guys had any personal goals that you've set up for yourself for the wedding season because that's just something that I tacked on. But I'm really loving it. I just wanted to make a quick 10-minute podcast, just something to check in and say thank you guys. I'm excited to make the video for you. Hopefully the podcast will go out earlier in the month from now on. So I'm not just shoving a bunch of NASA stuff at you right at the end. But thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you are having the best April. And I will see you guys in a couple days with a video. Bye.